This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. The Home Depot has holiday savings of up to 40% on select appliances, like a Whirlpool four-door French door refrigerator for just $15.98. It's perfect for a busy kitchen full of helping hands. That's where its fingerprint-resistant stainless steel finish really shines. Order online and get free delivery. Holiday appliance shopping improved. Up to 40% off select appliances. Now at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Continental U.S. only. While supplies last. Valid through December 2nd. Free delivery on orders $396 or more. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. I'm Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Injury Lawyers. Is your insurance company forcing you to go back to work when your doctors say you can't? If this sounds familiar, look no further than my law firm. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Liu. I'm speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors defeated the Phoenix Suns by a score of 111-109 to in a game that uh, I would say was exciting, except for the fact that it was probably one of the most poorly played games that I've seen out of the Raptors of late. This was uh, a repeat of basically that Atlanta game where, you know, the Raptors had to make a couple of key uh, plays to get over the top against a team that, quite frankly, is very much beneath them. The Suns look borderline incompetent. There was like a play where, who was it, Um, uh, number 25 on their team. Um, Oh, yeah, Mikel Bridges, where... Man, I mean, he was just, like, dribbling the basketball up the floor with, like, very minimal pressure. Like, there was a guy on his hip, but it's, like, minimal pressure. We're not talking about, like, Michael Jordan hounding you up and down the floor. It's not Scottie Pippen or Gary Payne or anything like that. It's just, like, regular defense, and he double dribbled. Like, it was, like, I don't know. The Suns are hilariously incompetent. But, um, you know, the Raptors, they needed to get uh, – they needed to get a game winner from Pascal Siakam. I'll start there. Um, the Raptors uh, had gotten a stop, but uh, Kyle Lowry couldn't hit the go-ahead basket. Um, you know, the Raptors secure the rebound. They have, uh, you know, final control of the game. And it was sort of a question of who was going to get the ball, right? Because, you know, Kawhi obviously wasn't in the game. He was resting in the second half of back-to-back. He was actually sitting on the bench and cheering the teammates on, which is cool. Um, usually he, quote-unquote, gets treatment in the back. Uh, I don't know. But um, that is the official party line getting treatment in the back but um yeah i mean so it was a question of who was going to get the play was was it going to be kyle lowry running the play you know a pick and pop with serge ibaka that was probably what i would have gone with because ibaka had been carving the suns apart in the fourth quarter with the pick and pop and also just sometimes going to the basket and, and dunking the ball um or was it going to be a situation where you know you 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 know you had that orlando game where danny green got the game winner on the baseline right so it's a couple options the raptors had 
And Nick Nurse decided to go to an isolation, a straight isolation for Pascal Siakam at the top of the key. Um, sort of everyone else cleared out space to floor, and Pascal kind of just dribbled, dribbled, dribbled. And I thought he had waited too long because he didn't really make his move until three seconds left. Uh, but, you know, he makes his move. He beats uh, Bridges at the point of attack. And then Aiden comes over at the rim and he finishes a lefty layup over him right at the final buzzer. And, um, you know, pandemonium kind of ensues. But, uh, I mean, A, you know, in terms of play design, it's probably not the most creative. But I think going to Pascal um, really was a, a sign of confidence. I think there was a lot of positive signs from Pascal in tonight's game. Even though he didn't have great stats, I think, you know, 10 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists. He could do better than that. Um, but really, you know, A, you know, Nick Nurse trusting him as his best scorer in that scenario that is uh, has to be a huge confidence boost and I also thought the Suns were giving him a lot of respect because from start to finish they would like either soft double or just hard trap um, Siakam every time he was in the paint like anytime he was trying to set up on the post there would be an extra defender waiting the lane sometimes an extra defender just came over and forced the ball out of his hands and you know this was on a night where he had 10 points and they were doubling him every single time and you know part of that speaks to the rest of the Raptors not really being able to convert open looks Raptors shot 7 of 28 from deep that is 25% but um yeah I mean they treated Pascal as if he was you know LeBron or something and Pascal, to his credit, you know, uh, made the extra pass. He had five assists tonight. A lot of those were capitalizing off the attention that he was drawing and finding and creating for teammates. So that's great. Um, but, uh, yeah, big night for Pascal. Um, in terms of the other guys, I mean, look, Cal was initially ruled out. I mean, this morning was uh, announced that he was going to be out of the game along with Kawhi for, you know, rest, which is makes complete sense, right? Kyle hasn't really looked physically right. Um, and, you know, that game against Boston is pretty draining. And, of course, they had played that overtime game against uh, – double overtime against um, the Wizards on the weekend. But – all of a sudden, before the game, you know, 5.45, Nick Nurse approaches the reporters with his uh, Monster Energy Raptors hat on for some reason. It's like a the Raptors logo, but it's like green, and it's got camel on the underside of the bill. I don't know. A little bit strange, but I, I, mean, I don't know. I guess that's what people in the Midwest do. I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, Nick Nurse rolls out, and he's like, yeah, oh, Kyle's playing. And it's like, what? So then the whole scrum really turned into sort of like, why is Kyle playing? And like the reasons behind it. And, you know, the reason Nick Nurse gave was basically that, look, um, Kyle needs to get his conditioning back and uh, he needs to sort of find his shot. And the only way he can do that is by playing games. And so, you know, Kyle felt good this afternoon. So he told the coach, look, I'm going to play. And he's like, all right, cool. And Kyle played. Was he particularly effective? I would say yes and no. Um, His offense certainly wasn't exactly there. He shot two of ten from three. Uh, it was an unsightly performance, and he really couldn't get to the basket much. But he did contribute. It's 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 impossible to say he didn't contribute. Um, you know, he hit um, you know Ibaka for the pick and pop a lot. Uh, he was honestly his biggest contribution in the game was <laughs> complaining to the referees. And this is a game where the referees completely got, you know, let things get out of hand. I mean, the Suns shot 36 free throws. Raptors shot 25. There was a lot of complaining. Josh Jackson um, got kicked out of the game for two technicals. Um, so it was a pretty wild game in terms of just players complaining to the refs the whole time. And uh, so Kyle really, you know, he doesn't need any excuse to really lobby to the referees. And I thought he actually got the Raptors a lot of calls because um, I think Kyle committed a couple fouls and probably didn't deserve some of his free throws. But, yeah, Kyle was getting to the line. 
you know, playing help defense. You know, like, look, Kyle can obviously play a lot better than this. But uh, I thought tonight, you know, he was one of the Raptors' most positive guys. I mean, he was the team leader in plus-minus at plus 11. And Kyle did hit some big shots down the stretch as well. So, you know, so you know what? You got to give credit to Kyle because he, this is a gutsy performance. He's a really shit team. And, um, all right. I mean, in terms of conditioning, I feel like it's sort of a question of whether or not he should be resting to sort of get his sort of uh, body right or should he be, you know, actually on the floor to sort of find his rhythms uh, because, you know, I think with the back injury, I don't think he was able to do a lot of cardio and stuff, right? It's just tough. You got a back injury. Like, all you can do is really rest. And so I think he does need to get his conditioning back a little bit. And so I didn't fully hate the decision. And quite honestly, based on the way the game went, Fred wasn't a factor at all. So, you know, they really, really needed Kyle to sort of step up and uh, deliver it. And, 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 you know, Kyle did that. So good on him. He did just enough, really, to beat the Suns. And the Raptors as a whole did just enough to beat the Suns. Um, a couple other trends. Ibaka, I thought, was phenomenal on both ends. Um, you know, defensively, he was a little bit shoddy in the first half. But in the second half, the Raptors really came up and trapped the Suns a ton on the high pick and roll. Um, Booker was giving them so much trouble, just sort of consistently being a threat. And also, he's a pretty good passer. I mean, this year, Booker's passing has really been uh, much improved. He's, I think he's up to like seven or eight assists per game, which is pretty impressive for a guy who is not naturally a point guard at all. Um and, yeah, so, you know, the Raptors were having a lot of trouble covering Booker off the pick and roll. Ibaka stepping up high, showing up high. That's his best ability as a big man, really, is the fact that he can play perimeter defense. And not necessarily switch, but, you know, position himself, sort of take away that, you know, pull up three off the high screen, and then also recover to the big man on the roll. Like, that's what Ibaka does really well. He's a really mobile defender. And, you know, he was great at that D- defensively, I thought. I mean, without Ibaka, I don't think the Raptors would have had much of a chance to stop Booker tonight. And, um Ibaka was also very key in the fourth quarter, man. The Raptors ran a lot of offense through Surge, and uh, he delivered. So, you know, credit to him. Obviously, Pascal doing what he did. Kyle gritting it out. I mean, Van Vliet got a couple of driving layups, but really I thought most for the most part it was a pretty disappointing performance from him just in terms of how he ran the team. I just don't think it was – especially when he was with the bench, it just didn't do much. But um, – you know, as a whole, it was a strange game. There was a seven-point play at one point where there was, like, a bad no-call. Like, as a Raptors fan, I, you know, I will openly admit that that was definitely a foul on whatever was going on down there. Um, and so there was a no-call. The Raptors went the other way, and Boucher dunked while getting pushed in midair. So, you know, all right. So right after that play, there was, like, a crowd that ensued. A whole Like, like it looked like the entire Suns team was surrounding the referees. Um, and so Josh Jackson picked up his second technical and he got ejected from the game. So that turned into a free throw. They reviewed the Boucher layup and they found, hey, man, there was a flagrant foul. He was just flat out shoved midair. So that's a flagrant foul. And so the Raptors got, you know, the technical free throw, the flagrant free throw, the, the dunk by Boucher. And also they got the ball back because you got the ball back on a flagrant. And so on that possession, Kyle Larry came through and hit a three. And so that was seven points on one possession. It's ultra rare. Um, and really, it gave the Raptors. It was a pretty pivotal time in the game because, like, you know, the Raptors and Suns have been sort of going back and forth, and the Raptors really needed to create some breathing room. And it extended a two point lead into a nine point lead <laughs> at the start of the fourth quarter on pretty much just a bunch of nothing. And so, you know, that really helped the Raptors. But the Suns did show pretty good composure. They kept coming back at the Raptors. Uh, they moved the ball really well, actually, as a team, I thought. But, um, Raptors did just, just, just enough. Uh, a couple notes. CJ Miles, 
you know, remember him? He's also part of the team. He was actually not bad. And he gave the Raptors 13 much-needed points off the bench. I mean, obviously he's had a horrendous season, and uh, playing against the Suns is, you know, probably one way to sort of snap out of a funk. But, yeah, I mean, CJ got this, like, ridiculous leaning bank shot early in the game and when he first checked in. And then he hit this, like, pull-up three, and I was like, okay. Well, it really did seem to, like, inform his confidence the rest of the way because, you know, the rest of the way he was actually just taking good shots, you know, like cutting off, coming off screens, um, you know, occasionally driving to the basket and then just fading out to the corners for three. Like, the Suns weren't doing a good job of covering him whatsoever, and CJ got a couple open looks. And for him to provide 13 points off the bench, like, those were 13 absolutely vital points on a night where the Raptors obviously didn't have, you know, their best players and their best performances, but... CJ come off the bench for 13. Much needed. This is honestly the first time I would say all season that CJ has contributed positively to a win. Um, and, you know, that's not me slandering the guy. That's just really the type of year he's had. Um, DeLon had a couple of bright moments. Him going against Kelly Oubre, that's one of the most random feuds in the NBA. The fact that DeLon, you know, Oubre called DeLon... What did he say? He said DeLon just didn't only plays well at home, out of nowhere, during the Wizards series. And so DeLon decided to respond in kind by, you know, dunking on him on the road in Game 6 in Washington to close out that game, which is really funny. Um, or, no, blocking him. But, yeah, DeLon, I mean, immediately he checked in at the same time as Ubre. Ubre also came off the bench at uh, the same time as DeLon. And the first play of the game, DeLon drives in for a layup and beats Ubre and then you know has another play where on the cr- on the baseline he crosses up Ubre goes in for a layup then he stole the ball off Ubre and sort of created an assist for Kyle Lowry. like it was a pretty hilarious game in terms of just when DeLon Wright is motivated he can be very effective of course he did fade later on in the game because DeLon is sort of DeLon and this is what happens with him but you know that's it was a useful contribution from DeLon Wright today and then, you know, the only two other pieces of note before I go on to three stars and Gerald Henderson is that uh, Pat McCaw made his Raptors debut, played six minutes, was a minus 10, didn't touch the ball, was kind of foul prone. It was asked to guard um, Devin Booker, which is not easy whatsoever, and he didn't do a good job of it. Um, but also just, he, he just looked mad skinny, man. He's like Chris Boucher level skinny. Um, and so, you know, that's a bit of a problem. It's a bit of a development thing for him, for sure. But uh, I don't think he really knew many of the plays, and uh, that's kind of why he only got one shot. And the one shot that he did have, I think it was tipped. I really hope it was tipped because it came like 10 feet short of the rim. So that's, uh, you know, not the greatest debut for him. But, uh, you know, they can't all be Chris Boucher. And another thing is Kawhi Leonard was sitting on the bench. Despite the fact he was resting, he was sitting on the bench, and he was cheering on his teammates. He came back and saw and watched uh, – it was Pascal's game winner, and he's pretty happy about it. And so, you know, that's nice. You know, I think that's the first time all year Kawhi has rested and decided, you know, instead of quote-unquote sitting in the back, he decided to come out and cheer on the team. And, you know, that's cool. I don't, I, don't, I don't. It doesn't matter to me whatsoever, but it seems to matter to some people who watch the game and sort of it's always a talking point. So there you go. Kawhi was on the bench. Congratulations. You got to see what Kawhi looks like in a jumpsuit. Um, you know? All right. In terms of your three stars, you got to get Pascal the first star. If you hit the game winner, you got a star. And uh, I thought he was overall phenomenal. 10 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists, a steal, 2 blocks, 4 of a shooting. He didn't hit any threes, but which is a little bit disappointing. He's gotten a little bit cold from deep. But, you know, the way the Suns were guarding him, I mean, and the way he delivered that game winner, you got to give him the first star. It spared us all from overtime. Nobody wanted to see overtime from this game, from either team, really. Second star, I mean, that's to Serge Ibaka. I thought he was pretty impactful on both ends. And for the second half of a back-to-back, he really started slow but finished strong. And so, 
you know, surge on back-to-backs last year was just absolutely useless, and this year he's been pretty solid. And in terms of third set, I got to give it to Kalari for this gritty performance. I mean, it look not a very efficient night, but he kind of by hook or by crook got the Raptors uh, the win tonight and did just enough. So you got to show love to sort of his competitive spirit. And then in terms of your Gerald Henderson award. That's got to go to Kelly Oubre, who shot 3 of 15 from the field and 1 of 6 from 3, but had 18 points because he went to the free throw line 13 times. And, you know, a lot of that was dubious calls down low, but, man, he was really aggressive going to the rim. He got five offensive rebounds for nine rebounds overall. And uh, he kind of kept the Suns bench afloat, really, just by how aggressive he was going to the bat. He kind of reminds me of Corey uh, Brewer at this point, you know, like just a long, lanky, athletic uh, streaking kind of guy who like likes to sort of gamble on both ends and he's kind of effective but he's just really energetic and kind of persistent and he kind of just he's not even a good player necessarily but he really just engineers points and uh Oubre, 18 points tonight you know not bad from him not bad but uh it's not honestly not the greatest game to watch it was a lot of uh, foul baiting and you know very difficult baskets either way but when you didn't have JV you didn't have OG you didn't have Kawhi um, you know you'll take it you'll take it and uh, you know it's on to the next one thanks for listening check out the 10 things and uh, I'll be back after the next game want to hear something amazing discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically dollar for dollar with no limit on how much you can earn extra cash come on how amazing is that in fact it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where discover is accepted 99 percent of places in the u.s that take credit cards so when it comes to discover get used to hearing yes more often learn more at discover.com slash yes 2020 nielsen report limitations apply regina king for cadillac escalade when people ask regina do you like to compete i say bring it on Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.